Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. Everyone and welcome to podcast number 10. This is Sandy and this is Morgan and today we're talking about impulse control. Yes, I'm sure this is a issue that all of us have to deal with with our kids at one time or another. Or when I see a sale, so yes. <laughs> or when I see ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we are here to talk and give you some tips and techniques in order to help with your kids with impulse control. Exactly. So one of the things that I like to do with the clients that I work with who are very visual is to actually have some visual reminders. Ooh, that's good. Like stop, think, Mm -hmm. act. So stop first, stop, like put that pause button there and then think about it and then act. So for example, like if I were to see a shopping sale at Zara, right, Morgan? Like, okay, I have enough clothes, stop Sandy, think about it, do I need another pair of pants? And then act, no I don't, so walk out of the store, right? Yes, (laughs) no, we can use it too. Um, So yes, so that's very true. It's good to have a visual. I actually have that exact sign in my classroom. Uh, So first, when a kid is feeling impulsive, it's great to teach them some calming techniques. So when they first have that impulse, they have the strategy to kind of calm themselves down. Exactly. So one of the things that Morgan and I have talked about before, like some calming techniques are once again, like the squeeze balls. Uh, the weighted blankets, um, even just running a lap, just yeah. like go, go outside and Deep run. breaths. Yes, where the wall push-ups, just move your body, that always helps, and then the deep breathing as well. Mm-hmm. And one thing to do, too, is to be a good role model. So you can even kind of just have your train of thought and speak out loud. Like you can say, maybe you want to get something and you can say, oh, ice cream. yeah, I really want to get this ice cream right now. But if I know if I get this ice cream right now, it'll be harder for me to fall asleep later. So I'm just not going to do that. So if you have that kind of conversation with your kid and you're role modeling for them, even you have impulses that you want to control, it will make it easier for them as well. Exactly. That's true. So you're normalizing it for them. Yes. Exactly. Because this is something... We all deal with at some point or other, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then another thing that we can do is help them recognize when they are being impulsive. Like, for example, does this need, like, what is the consequence if I do this? Mm -hmm. So recently I've been working with somebody about like, okay, it's like you have the impulse to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, right? And then think about what is the consequence of that. Because sometimes we, the impulse is so powerful that we forget that there's a consequence to it. And so it's really good to inject that pause button and think about what is the consequence if I do this action. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times understanding what that consequence will be mm-hmm. is enough of a deterrent to slow down or not do it. Good, and even when you are, it's good to kind of point out while it's happening, to teach in the moment, because when you have an impulsive drive, that's kind of 
all that you can think about. And so it's hard to kind of, it's hard to see outside of yourself when it's actually happening. So what's also really important is to just deal with it right in the moment. Being like, okay, I see that you really want this toy right now, but and you kind of talk them through it. So instead of talking to them afterwards, which I mean, you you have to do whatever you can do, but it's also really important to kind of deal with it right in the moment. Exactly. And then another great thing to do with impulse control is we talked about it just just a few seconds ago about moving your body, but really making sure that we do some exercise where you're increasing your heartbeat and breaking a sweat that's also really important I think just Mm -hmm. to get your endorphins going Mm -hmm. because so many times we do things impulsively because we want the endorphins to flow yeah so let's get our endorphins flowing in a more healthy way through more rigorous exercise so I know we talked about uh you know stress balls earlier and deep breathing um but we also want to reiterate and talk about like real exercise where you're breaking a sweat and you're getting endorphins going that way. Yes, and impulse sometimes happens because of we have this pent-up energy. And so we really just need to release that energy. So maybe uh, joining team sports, that's a great idea. Instead of going straight home after school, going to the park and just kind of letting them play for a little bit. Um, just There's a lot of ways to release energy and then kids and adults alike become less impulsive. Exactly. That is so true. And then also when your child is able to resist their impulse, please, please, please praise them for that. You you want to anchor that experience where they were able to control their impulse so that they can better handle it next time. Mm-hmm. So that is something that's so important instead of just dismissing it or not paying attention to it or just saying, well, yeah, that's what you should have been doing. Yes. Catch them being good is what we like to say. Exactly. That is so true. Um, One thing that I really want to talk about uh, that I notice a lot um, is to talk about personal space. Because a lot of the times I've noticed just with my own students that they they don't realize that they're way too close and that, uh, that other kids or and adults might not like that. And so what I like to do is I kind of model for them what being too close and how does that make the other person feel and then being at a good personal uh, space distance about two feet away um, and seeing how that makes the other person feel. And so when you're actually modeling for them and do role playing with them, uh, that really kind of helps solidify what's happening and helps them process it instead of just talking about it or looking at pictures. Um, all of those are great as well, but it's also fun to role play with your kids and maybe even with impulse control, uh, if they're playing with something, you grab it out of their hands and then ask them how they feel about it. And so that's a kind of a teachable moment so they can uh, treat others the way they want to be treated. Exactly. That totally makes sense. I like that. Thank you, everyone, for listening about impulse control. Yeah. Thank you. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us. Exactly. And I really do like the idea of role play because that's so important. Having that role play, then later on they can remember what to do. So when that moment happens, then they actually have like muscle memory of what to do when it happens. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of fun too to do the inappropriate behavior and the appropriate behavior. So kids really like doing that, especially with an adult. So they find it fun. Exactly. And then another thing I just thought of is when you're role playing, you can talk about like what are some other options you can do, like plan A, plan B, plan C. Mm-hmm. So when that impulse control comes up, they already have a plan A, plan B, plan C that yes. they could access. So make sure that you do give them multiple 
solutions. So when so when that impulse kicks in, they have more than one solution that they can anchor onto. Yes, the more tools, the better. Exactly. True for me as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.